2: Hockey.
3: Yeah. Yeah. My favorite. It's judges Hockey Show.
4: And welcome into Judge Hockey Show. Judge Declan off. I am at the X. Hopefully my connection works the entire time tonight. Uh, I am on a new Wi-Fi Declan, so that's good. Yeah. Declan, executive producing from home. The Wild losing four up tonight. Down now three to one in their first round series against the Golden Knights. They outshot the Golden Knights thirty-five to eighteen, but they get blanked. There is a ton to get to. There is a ton to talk about. Um, as the wild essentially, unfortunately for them, lays another egg. And definitely, why don't you tell the uh, good people who are watching this, and accumulating as we speak, exactly how they can join
2: the conversation. Yes, another frustrating loss for your Minnesota Wild this evening. If you have vents about the team, if you have vents about the coaching staff, if you maybe, just maybe, have vents about the refereeing in tonight's game, send me an invite. Vikings vent line at gmail.com. It's a Saturday evening. I'm a 20-something, and I sat down, and I had to watch this game, and I, I, I'm i here for you. I want to have a therapy session with you guys. That's what we're here for. So send me an email, vikingsbetline at gmail.com, if you want to get in on the show.
4: All right. Where do we start? Should we get Should we get the officiating out of the way right now? Because, again, just like game uh, three, this did not cost this team the game tonight. Uh I have, I will go on record for people who are upset at the officials. And as far as the Polino uh, goal interference on flurry call went, that eliminated an Erickson Echo for the second consecutive game. I will say this I have no idea, and the league doesn't, what goaltender interference is. Um, we, we've had examples of what? Polino had one of those, the same exact thing on another goal. They scored in Phoenix against the Arizona Coyotes. Darcy Kemper drew the interference, and that goal was wiped off. Shortly thereafter, they played a game with the X here against the uh, Gold Knights that the Wild had a goal that they challenged on Cam Talbot. And they came back and said, that's not interference. The Vegas player, I forget who it was, did not interfere with Cam Talbot, even though he bumped him. And then tonight, what you had was Marcus Molino was standing in front, which he is allowed to do, and he was not in the paint. And Mark andre Fleury, who's a savvy, bleepin' veteran, he's damn good, initiated contact just like a basketball player would draw a foul, and he made sure that he was being interfered with enough so that if he was beaten, because he couldn't see the puck, because Mark's such a big dude. And when at him, they uh, appealed it, or they went to review, uh, challenged it, I guess is the right word, and it was wiped out. The league has no idea what this call is, but... Okay, Twitter was a active tonight. And I saw people, okay, first of all, quickly, I saw people tonight getting very frustrated and dropping off Twitter because they're like, it's too negative. It's accessible right now. Oh, folks, that's the point of Twitter. It's what makes it fun. <laughs> so if you didn't like my Caprice off take, which we can certainly get to, God bless you. I have no problem with that. But um, I saw people accusing this this series of being rigged. It's not rigged. The officials aren't good. Um, the Ruby and St. Louis came out and ripped them last night. Uh, Rod Brindamore in Carolina has ripped them. I don't know if Dean will tonight. My guess is he won't rip them. But obviously the Wild is un- unhappy with what they've seen these past two games. The officiating in this league is a problem. The series is not fixed, actually. So, like, that's the one thing. But the, the fact is this is, and I saw this tweeted, and it's correct, this is now the equivalent of the catch rule in football. Nobody nobody knows what the rule is. Like it goes, it, It's interpreted from situation to situation. And precedent that's set is never considered. So this is going to continue down this path until we figure out a clear-cut way to interpret this. Uh, but I, I think it's this. I think Felino's a big dude. And I think it's obvious the goaltender can't see. So, like, if that's Nico Sturm or Benino, it's like, well, he could sort of see by him, right? He could get. Right. And I think the officials see Marcus's body. And Marcus is good at this. This is not a rip on him. He's doing his job. But I think the officials see that, and they saw the contact initiated by Fleury, not by Foligno and they were apt to disallow that goal. Was it a good call in my opinion? No. Did it cost the Wild the game? No, not even close. The floor is yours, Dex.
2: Look, I, I get it. I, I'm, I'm someone who comes on this show, and I, I despise when people bitch about the refs and, and put a lot of stock there. But at the same time, this—I mean it, it was atrocious. It was atrocious. I, I, I don't know how that's goaltender interference. Um, that's a bad call. But to your point, that wasn't the rest of the game. It was early in the period. There was early in the game. You had plenty of time to still come back and and rebound from that. The refs aren't aren't preventing you from scoring right there. I know in that in that situation they might have been, but have the fortitude to rally yourself and pick yourself up and score more goals. For God's sakes, it, it, it's not like that was your only chance you had the night. But Flurry again was was fantastic. Vegas has done their job at, at slowing down Kapreasov. Fiala is beyond frustrated. I lo- I honestly I kind of like to see that he is so pissed off cuz I like I like someone showing some emotion out there. Um, I, I understand that the referees have been atrocious and it's been atrocious throughout the playoffs. No one's working against your favorite team. Okay. That's not how it is. Just referees just sometimes aren't good at their jobs. In fact, most referees in most sports aren't. I was a little league umpire. I thought I was phenomenal, but guess what? I knew I was going to stay in little league and I was going to take that rank and become <laughs> a full-time official. Okay. I peaked in little league and umpiring, but at the same time, you got to figure out a way to generate more offense, man. It was. I I, I kind of want to use the word pathetic tonight, Judd. Tonight was pathetic. It was pathetic. Well,
4: they did have 35 shots on goal. So they had a lot of shots, but they did not. Again, the no goal to me killed their mojo. And I, I just, I'm curious. I, I mean, the Golden Knights for these last two games have played just great hockey. And in offense or in their own defensive zone decks, they've done been magnificent at, at um, the stick work that they've used to break up wild passes and to break up plays, and they've done a magnificent job of blocking shots. Fiala, I, I will give Fiala credit for one thing tonight, and, and this is what Kaprizov is struggling with, and Kaprizov hopefully learns from the series and and excels a year from now. But did you notice what Fiala did? Fiala's accepting, he's accepting of the fact, he's mad about it, but he's accepting of the fact that the time and space is basically gone, and so he's still trying to make plays. Like, he was literally... Fighting to make plays tonight. And Kaprizov's not there. And I, I saw a friend of the show, Michael Russo, tweeted at yeah. one point. He thinks he's hurt, which he very well might be. Uh, but the point is, the Wild doesn't have enough guys who are fighting to make plays. Like, they're trying to make plays, but they're not. But Fiala had occasions tonight where he was literally trying to go through people. And that's, the, that's playoff hockey, dude. That's right. what you got to do. I, yeah. I appreciate that. And, and I don't think Kaprizov realized or is there yet to do that. And and I did tweet this after after four games now. And I'm going to give Kaprizov credit for the first game. But I think his play has decreased. And do I think that he can learn and excel eventually? Absolutely. But I can't sit here in good conscience all season long and tell you that I think this guy is a superstar, which I do think he is going to be one, and then be like, well, it's no big deal. I can't do that. And, and am I going to hold... Victor Rask, like the tweet that I got back was, well, a lot of guys have struggled. And you, you're right, they have. They have, yeah. But but am I going to hold Victor Rask to the standard that I hold Kirill Kaprizov? That's a complete insult to Kaprizov. So, look, game one, I thought first period was bad, but after that was magnificent. Right, Dex? Yeah. Game two, game two, I loved. Yeah. Game, game two, I absolutely loved. And the start in game three, I thought was great. And since then, I don't know where that team has gone. Um, I just don't know. But the the will seems to be gone, and the fight that needs to consistently be there, it's there at times, is it, gone. Um, last thought from me off of among the major storylines tonight, because I don't know how in God's name this happened, and I'm sure Dean will talk about it. I'm sure he won't enlighten us too much. I accept the fact that Zach Parisi um, got in before Boldy did with Johansson Hurt. How Kyle Rao got into tonight's game, I have no idea. I have no clue what Dean or Bill Guerin or whomever made that call. And by the way, folks, I'm not always convinced it's Dean. I see all these tweets. It's the coach who decides it's the coach. You don't know that? I don't know that. Bill Guerin has a major say in this team, okay? But how Kyle Rau got in ahead of Matthew Boldy – that's going to be among the biggest head-scratchers for me in in the obituary of the 2021 Wild.
2: It was puzzling. Um, you know, I, uh, me, you, and our friend Darren Doogie Wilson were texting earlier this morning when we uh, basically heard the news. And to me, it was really frustrating to hear. Like Kyle Rau, who, who has maybe played five or six games this season, it's just his second career playoff game and you're going to go to him and not give a shot to Matt Boldy, who is a dynamic prospect that you clearly need skill to keep up with Vegas. Alex Tuck is carving you up right now. You see that goal? Up and down the ice. He is unreal, dude. That goal is so gorgeous. He's he's so talented, and you and you, and you let him go. You need you need Matthew Boldy. You need other guys. You don't need Kyle Rau. This isn't the U of M. You're not playing the WCHA Final Five. This is the Stanley Cup playoffs. What the hell are you doing? You're, Kyle Rau? You're not going against St. Cloud State. You're playing the Vegas Golden Knights in the (laughs) NHL playoffs. This is not Red Baron's final five, dude. Wake up, Minnesota Wild. Do something else and get a prospect in there that can give you a shot. If you want to get in on Vikings' vent line, if you're as pissed off as I am, it's Wild Vent Line at Wild Vent At Vikings at Vikings, at, Vikings. At, at gmail.com. I am so riled up, I can't even get the right tagline out right now.
4: This is an Eden Prairie against Moorhead at the X. Yeah,
2: seriously. What are you people doing? This is a throwaway game in Rochester. Some Herb Her Brooks line for you there. It, it's it's beyond frustrating. If you want to get in, shoot me. Vikings VikingsVentLine at gmail dot com. We we have a few guests already populating the room, and we'll get to them here uh, very very shortly. But this was a this was a tough one to watch for the Wild fans who fall three to one in the best of seven series.
4: I think the decision has become very clear, and I don't know what I don't know if he's going to be taken by the Kraken in the expansion draft, Declan, or traded. And I don't know what you're going to get back because it's not as much as we thought at one time. Matthew Dumba is too often a liability. Yeah, man. Tonight he had a terrible game, and he's just – it's too – And I mean, I love the skill set, and when he's shooting, I love it, and I am as hesitant as one can be to trade a defenseman with offensive skills. But Dex, man, the breakdowns, the plays where he gets – I mean, you know, let's call a spade a spade. Alex Tuck undressed him. Alex Tuck, like like he had to – Dumba had to take the license plate of Tuck as he went by to report him. Like, that was awful. And, and I mean, you know, Matt's not a little guy. Matt's not a weak guy. I mean, it's not like Jarrett Spurgeon. Oh, I got caught flat-skated. Um, I just – it's such an important game tonight, and there just should be such overall disappointment in performance um, and, again, some key guys, and it just feels like dumb. But time and time again, when it counts the most, we're talking about miscues here and there, um, and, I, you know, I've tried to cover for him for a long time because I do think he brings a skill set they lack. Yes. That being said, here here's my key takeaway with Dumba. If you don't trust him enough, and I get that they don't, but if you don't trust him enough to put him on your first power play on the point, it's probably not at this point in his career working. Right. Right. Look like I mean he should be with that skill set. This should be a first power play guy at the point. Like he should be in place of Spurgeon. I don't know what. But the point is you don't trust that still, and this is not a second-year player now. So I just think as far as big games go and big moments, this continues to clear itself up as to who's probably going to be back in 21 and who's not.
2: Yeah, uh, I think I'm coming to the conclusion that I'm out on Matt Dumba. I'm just out. Um, I, I, me and you, I think I've done a, a good job, too, of, of defending him. Uh, a casual hockey fan or a casual sports fan can see that he can get really – you can make some dumb plays. He makes a lot of big turnovers as – MN Mohawk says on our screen here, he had an assist on the Mark Stone goal. He literally handed it to him. Um, and, you know, he was great up until that pectoral injury, and these def- offensive first defensemen are a rarity in the NHL, but at the same time, I can't pay a guy $6 million and be basically a wishy-washy, inconsistent offensive player and a liability defensively. Like, at this point, he's not worth $6 million. He, he He isn't. And if he made half that money, maybe my tune of him would be a little bit different. But at the same time, he's a what, seventh, eighth overall draft pick, um, has shown great potential. But at the same time, if you're six, seven years in, you are who you are at this point. And it, I I would be – I don't want to write it down just yet cause we do that on Wednesdays on Mackey and Jeb, which you can find on Score North Apple and Spotify. But I, I would be shocked if he's on the roster going into next season.
4: I think you're probably right. Shall we take uh, some, some yes. comments from our, our loyal listeners slash – viewers who had to watch the same Drek <laughs> that we had to watch on a Saturday night when we all probably could have been doing something a lot more oh. fun than watching this hockey team disappoint
2: us again. I am uh, very sunburned. I don't know if you can tell. Oh, I, got, yeah. I got some sun today. How, I'm I 18. Not, I, first lesson, it was all right. The lesson was there. Oh, There's going to be a lot lesson. more. There's okay. going to be a lot more. And by the way, I might run into a couple players here on the tee times here in a, in, a, in, a, in a week or so. Ooh, that was you a cheap watch. shot. I'm sorry.
3: You are, yeah. I'm no, sorry. You
2: all right, let's uh, let's start off with our guy Max. Max, you're the one to kick us off here. What's up, dude? How you doing? With the kitty cat. Hey,
3: doing? Oh yeah, with the kitty cat. I was the guy who called nice. for game two. The guy that was driving, but I'm home now. I'm awesome, man. Good. So I had a couple notes actually today. So first of all, um, what I what I write down. Minnesota teams do not need games fixed to lose them. So whoever's sad about that ref in game two or this game, <laughs> don't, we'll lose the game regardless. I'll tell you that. And then. um Number two, I, I just want to hear you guys talk about next season because at this point, if we're being realistic, that's that's where it's going. So, um, exactly. What are your guys' thoughts are, like different changes, who's out, who's in, and uh, whatever
4: from there. Well, I think Dumba is out now. Like I, I just, I, I don't. He's too far into his career to be the, the liability in crucial moments that he continues to be. I think he's out. Um, I, I, I hope, I hope the temptation of forty nine Victor Ras playing is gone. Uh, I can't take it. I just can't take it. And, like, they make these moves, and Parisi draws in, and Rao draws in, and and Rask still plays, and I just don't get it. Um, Rask has to go. I think the one hope, too, and it's a question. I have no clue here. But I think the one hope is that Rossi is ready to at least step in, not as a first-line guy, but he is prepared to step in and learn and get experience and then gradually move up. Um, the center position is just so key, and not just a Kaprizov. Let's not forget Dex's guy, Fiala. I mean, think about how that guy, when when he goes in to do his contract, there have to be two things discussed. One, the obvious one, finances, right? But the other one is, who's my, who's my center? Like, you can't do this to him. Like, you can't continue to just stick him with, hey, but we had Victor Rask, or, you know, and now we're going to skip. I mean, the, the third line tonight... Evolved after a brief stint with Crazy Ben on the fourth line. The third line evolved into what? It was uh, Fiala, Brass, and I think they put Nino on there. But the point being is it it doesn't work. So I think we're talking about as much as subtractions. I think we're talking about actually additions of guys at really important positions. Um, Because, I mean, this does come down to one thing. And it's not shocking. The
3: last two games have surprised me. Vegas is the better team. We seem like the like teams of old, almost. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, but, but, I mean, Vegas is giving you a tutorial in what you need and what you don't have in a lot of ways here. And keep in mind, too, Max Pacioretty has not played a game. He led them with 24 goals. He has yet to play a game. Nick at this man, point, they can keep out. him up at this point. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But I mean, if that if that doesn't raise an eyebrow here, it definitely should, because your your biggest threat as far as a goal score goes didn't play. McNabb was out tonight. No sick was out tonight. You know, very good. The very nice players didn't play tonight, and they were fine. And Fleury again. What third time in four games was just outstanding.
3: Yes, yeah, in his head again. Uh, I appreciate you guys having me on, Declan. That's a great farmer stand you got going there. Uh, <laughs> Max, appreciate you. Yeah, have a good night, guys. Thanks, See man, you Max. You too. Take
2: care. You too. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, – I, I love that line. Minnesota sports teams don't need referees to fix the game to lose them. That is uh, that is very accurate. That, that That's that, a that, line you
4: should steal for some I type of tweet might. or something. I think, uh, yeah. He's I right think about maybe,
2: that. Maybe I should. Maybe I'll put it out there. Uh, let's keep – we'll keep them rolling here. Uh, and if you want to get in on Vikings line, we do have a couple open spots left in the room. Uh, shoot me an email, vikingsventline at com. It's scrolling across the screen right now. Let's go to uh, – is it Schultze?
3: Yeah, that's it. How What's doing, up, guys? buddy? What's up? Not much. Um, thanks for doing this. This is great. <laughs> Especially when the game is just uh, <laughs> flat. It's just too flat. Yes. Um, yes. Well played. cannot play next game. He can't. <laughs> you know how many times Declan and I have said that? <laughs> like, I, little, yeah. well like aware. We spent the yeah. whole
4: year saying that.
3: <laughs> but, I mean, for game five at this point, just throw everything but the kitchen sink that's left because – Obviously the same didn't work, and now even the small changes you made haven't worked, so why not just – what's left? Throw it out there. You know what, though? It's not going
4: to matter if if the word that you use to kick off your call is exactly right, if they're this flat. Like, that that's what I don't get. Games one and two, they weren't. Game three, first period, they weren't. Like, where? where did that go? Yeah, they just – something died. You know? <laughs> 35 shots on goal tonight. Flurry was great, but I think you're right. I think they were still flat yeah. with a significant edge in shots on goal. And so I don't think come Monday night in Vegas, it's going to matter what you throw at them. If yeah. this is the approach, like oh, yeah. you've got to, you've got to, you've got to fight. I mean, that, that's why I told Dex, the fact that Fiala was literally fighting for ice base at times. I love that. That's what you have to do.
3: Oh, he was great like tonight. That,
4: yeah. That's the playoffs. You have for to the, fight for, you know, you through two games against the Jets. McDavid, zero points. Like, it yeah. doesn't matter how good you are. You have to fight for every inch of real estate that you're potentially
3: going to get. And Fiala did. But beyond right. that, who else did? Yeah. Chultz, who did Who did that tonight? Nobody tonight. So, I mean, why not? Boldy, get in wow. Addison, just start throwing guys at the ice. i like Boldy to I think so Boldy. Sick. Dude, I'm with I you. Mean, what was it tonight? I mean, just I mean Preasy was fine and I, I can't remember which announcer said it, but he was just pining that uh mm-hmm. wasn't on the power play, and it's like Did you watch him this year? I yeah. mean it wouldn't I get the veteran presence thing, that's kind of what he was going after, but it was like he, he was not going to be the difference on that power play.
4: Did you did you guys see the first goal by the golden knights by by Waugh? Yeah. Yeah. Zach Parisi was standing in quicksand on that play. Waugh went right by him. In, in in fact, in fact, that's the play where Flurry got caught behind his own net, and, and the Wilds centered the puck. Waugh made the play to get the puck off to the corner and then took off. And Parisi, in neutral, really didn't know. It was like he didn't know if he was going after puck or man, and so he got neither. But the problem is he can't recover at this point. So anybody yeah. – Anybody that was pining for Zach to be doing more like that would have mattered tonight. Uh this is not two thousand fifteen, folks. It's two thousand twenty one. Sure. Zach Parisi was and, and by the way, there was no way that Zach Parisi was going to save you. He's a fourth line player now. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about the top six. That's yeah. why I'm, oh. I'm focused on the top six or top nine, since yeah. that does include Fiala. I I'm not talking about the fourth line, okay?
3: <laughs> All right. Hey, one more quick thing and then I can uh, hop off. Um, You guys are talking about, you know, just uh, hoping maybe that the crack can take Dunbar or maybe you can get something out of him here before that. What about trying to, I, I and again, I don't know if any of his metrics or anything would even match up with this, but what about trying to do something like with Burns and move him up to wing? I kind of yeah,
4: I don't think so. I, I don't think so. I think he's a defenseman at this point now. Now the Burns comparison is what's is what scares me about him leaving but 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 i'm guilty of of the ortiz the ortiz burns thing like i fall into to that trap well you know for a long time if snow leaves what's gonna happen he's gonna strike out for the tigers a lot you know (laughs) um i've just seen my problem with matt is i've just seen so many big moments where he can't rise up um and at some point in time if you're gonna chase a stanley cup you can't have that right exactly not from a guy that important
3: so right thanks guys we'll hop off and uh, let somebody else get the uh, opportunity here chelsea appreciate you man thank you thank you
2: yeah Judd. quickly before we uh, get to matthew you'll be next up in line here um the entire crew pierre um i believe was it eddie oh no who was i forget who was on the call tonight keith jones keith jones um They were all apoplectic. That how is Zach Parise not on the power play tonight? How how how, he's got to be pissed off. He's got to be frustrated. And and that part's correct. He can be pissed off. I mean that that, that's the most accurate part, and that's the part I agree with the most. But if if you have watched this team at all, and if you watched him specifically over the last few months, it shouldn't be too much of a surprise. And and I wonder too if like how much did Zach really want if this was going to be his role playing the same eight minutes a night. I'll pull up his his minute charts here in just a little bit but okay. if you if wanted to be a fourth line guy does he even want to be in there does he even want does he even want to do this because I, I think he's even more pissed off now I think he's even more livid I mean the writing on the wall that his career in the, in a wild sweater is over this year like that is that's evident but Absolutely. but at the same time it was even just like all right if you want to play here you go but you're not going to do anything for us you're going to be you're going to sit here on the fourth line and I see comments too well Prezi was fine and he was fine yeah but he's not a difference maker what? He's not a different. that you need him to be a difference maker, and he's not.
4: But he wasn't fine on on that first goal. Like, like that's that's what they feared. What they feared was the puck would be going through neutral, and he would be standing there, and he can't keep up. That that was their fear. So, so that first goal was, in part at least, not fully, um, because I don't think it, it was a great goal on Talbot, but it was high glove side where Vegas needs to shoot more, and they did. Um, that was part of the goal. So like he wasn't fine, and and the power play thing. What so I, I believe now in these four games, I've got the Wild 0 for eight, and they were two for twenty in nine games since late April. So the power plays got gone back on the fritz. And I will say this: like we could debate. Well, Rask is playing there, and I don't like that either. Right. Uh, I'm a little bit confused more so than Zach, because I mean, keep in mind. Ladies and gentlemen, he's a fourth-line player. Um, I'm a little bit confused why Zuccarello has never bumped up. Like, when, why with, with that first power play? Hmm. Because the first power play is Benino's supposed to be net front presence. Yeah. Um, he, he was on the half wall right before the stone goal, but it's supposed to be Benino as net front, net front presence. Caprizov, I believe, is the bumper. Rask is on the half wall. And then the two-point men... Um, at some point in time, I don't know why you didn't decide to give Zicarello more of a look there as the power play began to struggle. I think Rask kept playing there initially because the power play got going and was outstanding for a while. But once that dissipated, you know, I'll say this about Dean, Dex. Don't, I don't know if you agree completely with this or not. He seems very slow to adjust or make yes. changes. Yes, Like he falls too in love with what like the power play going great was fun but they haven't scored a power play goal (laughs) in the playoffs. Like, don't you have to get something fresh out there? And, I mean, I'm sorry, but if I'm looking at that first power play and I see 97, I like him. 22, I like him. I know 13's role. Um, I see 46. Okay, cool. And then I see 49. Hold on a second here. I'm a little confused. 49. (laughs) Should we maybe take him off the ice? So that one gets me. Uh, but yeah, this whole notion that Parisi, I think the thing with Parisi is people thought he was going to step in tonight and do what you just said, which has become a difference maker. Yeah, And that's not no in his skill set anymore. No, it, I mean, that, it's not fair to ask that, to and be like, honest. And
2: I'll, I'll defend him. Even with you and I liking storyline sometimes more than the result necessarily, like I don't care that if Zach came in and scored a power play goal, like I don't care about that. I, I, I care about them getting a win. I care about Kaprizov getting going. I care about Fiala. Uh, cashing in. I, I care about the defense waking up a little bit. I care about Cam Talbot playing it. I just listed off five things I want to see before I see Zach Parise come in and score a power play goal. Again, raise raise our expectations. Our motto: It's going to raise your expectations. I don't I don't need to see that. I don't need to see that every day. Agree. Should we keep going? Let's. uh yeah, um, Let's bring in Matthew. Matthew, what's up, dude? You're on Wild Vent Line.
0: Uh, not much. I. This is the first time I've ever got like I've watched the show so much. And I love it. And I. Thank you was like, this game, I want to hop in and fucking say something.
2: Oh, Easy. You're <laughs> Sorry, right. You're all good. You're all good. Keep it clean, um, but you're all good, watch, man. It's all right. Watch Welcome the to F-Files. the show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I want to hop in and finally say something about, like, I'm sitting upstairs yelling at my TV, like, why aren't we doing these things on the ice? Like, I've played hockey. I've reffed hockey. I Not saying I know, though, a lot about it, and I'm a better coach or GM than Dean Evison and Bill Guerin, but I know a little bit, and it's like, why aren't we doing certain things on the ice that would make this so much easier? Just a couple things that annoyed me, like not possessing the puck as we going in the, as we're going in the zone. We always dump it. Like once you cross the blue line, you should have control of the puck. Otherwise, you're just giving it back to them. Like their defensemen are always getting it, breaking it back out, and then we're struggling in the neutral zone again. Like why not possess the puck like Kaprizov does? or bring up a guy like Boldy who's very good at that and has been in college and juniors, somebody who's going to enter the zone with the puck and make a good play with it instead of just giving it to Marc-Andre Fleury or whatever defenseman collects the puck.
4: I agree completely, and and this goes back to what I just told Dex about Dean not adjusting at times or adjusting to adjustments from opponents. So when they played Vegas here on May, I think, 3rd and 5th, okay? They dumped the puck in and did an outstanding job of getting their four checkers below the goal line. The Wild did on yep. Ve- Vegas's defensemen. At that time, Vegas's defensemen were trying to get cute and like go up the middle of the ice to break out. The Wild picked off a few of those, got great scoring chances, and the Golden Knights looked defensively awful. So their adjustment was. If they're going to dump the puck in, our defensemen are going to basically chip it off the half wall as quickly as possible, pass it out, and we'll break out that way. Because then if it gets picked off, it's at the boards, right? Not in not in front of their goaltender. Um, okay, so like it was clear that the Golden Knights made that adjustment for game one. So at that point in time, what you're saying comes into play. If you're the Wild, your zone entries have to change. Like, because they're not going to work there, because because everything that you game plan for had to revolve around this. They're better than us, so like yeah. if like if it's a skill competition, the Golden Knights are going to win. So so the fact is that when the Wild had things work in the May third and fifth game, and then it was clear in game one that the Golden Knights altered that, which was smart of them. That. The Wild had to come back and do what you're saying, which is say, okay, what can we do? How can we carry the puck in and establish a forecheck that way to stay on them? It hasn't happened yet, but we're four games in. So, like, your your point's a great point, and I can't answer why you wouldn't adjust. Pro sports is that, right? Like, pro sports is, okay, we have a game plan. Oh, goody, it worked. My opponent just adjusted to that game plan. I'm now going we to have-, have to adjust. Exactly. It's like football.
0: If you're going yes. to, not to bring football back into it or anything, but like no, you're, you're right. not just going to keep throwing interceptions if they figured out your <laughs> offense. You're going to switch it up and give them
4: something new. Yeah, well, it's like blocking, right? Like blocking. Yeah. Like you're you're constantly looking on tape for what they're doing. And what confuses me is I totally got it in game one. Okay, yeah. so so that's cool. They've adjusted, you didn't foresee that. it wasn't your job to you know predict the future. but starting with game two or game three or certainly by game four tonight, yeah and you're still and you're still trying to dump it in and they, they're going right back out. It's beautiful. And have you guys like tonight I thought was a tutorial from the Golden Knights? what they did with their sticks in the defensive zone as far as blocking shots, breaking up passes was gorgeous. Like at some point in time, you've got to say, okay, what can we do to get around this? Because like they're all in for this now. And it's like the wild now is constantly playing into their hands. It's stuff like that that confuses me about what Dean is doing exactly.
0: I think, uh, second point, if I can make a second point, yep. I think this ends like you see it a lot on Cap Friendly, a lot of the debate about whether or not we should be hopping in on the Jack Eichel thing over the summer. You're not ready. And McDavid and Drysdale have proven one or two players don't make you a cup contender just right away. I think you have Rossi, you have Boldy, you have all these guys in the pipeline. Addison probably plays next year because Dumbo probably gone. Yep. I mean, you have all these guys in the pipeline that are blue-chip prospects. So you're just going to send away plus more draft picks for one guy. And McDavid's got one.
3: That.
0: He's got a
4: point? Maybe this no points. playoffs? No points. Nope. No points in two games. And they, they, they put dry. They put him with dry Seidel last night, and they got shut down completely. No, yeah, I, I, you just hit it. You are so right. You are exactly right. And and look at the teams that scare you, the Avalanche. You know how much secondary scoring they've got, deep. and their yeah. defense
0: is deep. Their offense is deep. They've got scoring up and down the lineup. Every line is like, oh gosh, we have to play defense. Exactly. I don't know, and. I think another team that's considered a good contender is like Toronto or uh, the Lightning.
4: The Lightning.
0: Scoring up and down the lineup. Yep. It's there isn't one line that's gonna kill you. It's gonna be death by a thousand different cuts.
4: And look at and and today was a perfect example. Look at Tampa's power play and look at what they they have. On their first power play, they've got about three guys. The the Killarn goal today. Was scored because Point had scored like two power play goals himself as the bumper, and so everybody yeah. collapsed. Everybody collapsed towards the bumper, which makes perfect sense, right? Mm-hmm. Alex Cloran is literally standing damn near in the paint by the goaltender with his stick down, and all the pass did was hit his stick and go in because nobody was taking him. Like okay, that's think- the difference. That's the difference between what what you're talking about. I mean, you yeah. you are so right. And like all the while, they're fun. Well, yeah, they, they can be fun. But where is all like we're talking about? They're fun when it yeah. works. <laughs>
0: yeah, Great I stuff, I think Boldy should just be brought up. You can stick him on either power play, and he solves a lot of issues that you have. Like put him in Rasp spot if you want. It, it's a better guy. I put you on that Rast power spot play right now, the dude. Producer.
2: <laughs>
4: I'd put you there thanks man i appreciate
2: <laughs> you matthew thanks for Thank coming you on so much you me on. you're welcome man you're awesome you're welcome. yeah he he brings up a good point too i mean not even trying to be me being educated hockey x's and o's player guy coach guy but their zone entries were putrid the night yeah. and and I, th- I mean that is on the wild it also you know credit vegas vegas made life hell for them there so that the, there is there is something to be said that vegas had a good defensive strategy going into that but in general the wild had just Terrible zone entries. You can't. Yeah, you can create much offense if you um, or good high scoring chances if, if you don't get good zone entries.
4: Where are the adjustments then?
2: Yeah, I don't like know. that's that, yeah like
4: like you have to do something. You can't just be like, well, but this is how we play hockey. No, that's not how this works. It's the playoffs. <laughs> right. So, I, but I mean, that's what confuses me here.
2: All right, let's up. Uh, oh shoot! Hold on. Sorry. What's wrong? There we go. I almost closed out. Of uh, my tap, but we're now good. Just a little technical difficulty on my end. AJ, what's up, man? Great transition there. You're now on a uh, wild vent line.
4: AJ, keep it clean. No f bombs oh, for sure. For <laughs> sure.
5: Uh, first, uh, I got a few points here. First off, Dex, love the vent on uh, on row There, love to get it,
3: <laughs> thanks, dude. Appreciate um, it.
5: That's you know, great? I think I think Rao's a good player. I don't think he played awful tonight. But yeah, when I don't see why you scratch Buke said when he's been playing pretty good throughout the series. Or if you're going to, why not Boldy? Um. Second piece, Alex Tuck. I mean, my God, just what a player. It's so fun to watch him play, even though he's on the other team. It Yeah, it makes me mad that we got rid of him. Uh, third third point that's kind of been touched on was, was pretty easy. Um, you know, you guys kind of talked about how the announcers were kind of dogging on the wild for not putting him in the, the power play, on um, the four-minute power play, to be fair, uh, even, even though he was the one that drew it, but then – you know, you look as the game goes on and, and Fiala's got that skate technical difficulty and, and they, then they throw him in. So it's a little confusing to see that. Um, and then I guess my last part's kind of a fun one. I don't know if you guys believe this or not. Do you think that that Billy has been putting together the master plan of putting Rask with Kaprizov to up his points? You know, you got 23 points in 56 games versus 13 in a full season last year, just so they take Rask
4: over anybody else. <laughs> I'd love to see that. I mean, I don't. You just, I just don't want him back here because of the temptation. Like, there's this weird temptation to play him all the time, and and he's like the one untouchable. Like, I, I don't get that. It just amazes me. If that's Billy's plan, kudos to Billy.
5: I think it's just some fun reckless reckless speculation. I'm I'm more than happy to see both him and Dumba go. <laughs> um, you know, it all depends on uh, if who we protect and whatnot, but. Uh I'd be uh, perfectly okay with seeing Rask go and, and hopefully oh, yeah. Dumba. We can certainly get more out of Dumba, so I'd like to see us try to trade for somebody and then yep. and then have them take Rask, but yeah.
4: Yeah, I think um if, if the Kraken take Rask, I will be a ama- you you would have to go down the Tuck route of sending them something else and I am no longer, yeah. after what we've seen from Tuck, interested in giving the Kraken more than more than I need to.
5: Yeah, that that's too painful watching him go down and just speed past everyone and go down on the breakaway.
4: How about that speed for a guy that big?
5: Yeah, yeah. He's, he's awesome. Yeah, he's awesome.
4: And the stick handling too. I mean, Dumbo literally. I mean, he was just like, what happened? He's got it all. He's got it all. He's not even on their.
5: You know, typically he's not even on their top line. No. Just yeah, they've they've they got a lucky one there.
4: Great stuff, man. Thanks, AJ. AJ, yeah, thanks, thanks AJ. dude. Appreciate Talk it. You later.
2: Be good. Yeah. Yeah, it's he. He's a stud, dude. He's an absolute stud. To, your, to to a couple things off his rask point. Yeah, I I do think that there is something to be said that he's playing him to shop him, and and he went on Michael Russo's Straight from the Swords podcast and talked about. Look, he he's misunderstood. When I see someone like Ron Francis, you know, give him a contract and and did all this, you know, trust blah blah blah. I think there's a little bit. Of, I wouldn't say BS behind it, but he's trying to upsell him. He's trying to trying to upsell him. But to you, to your point, Judd of. I don't want to attach a significant asset to give up to someone else to take him either. I don't want to do that. They're, no, they're, they're, no, they're, no, going to, they're potentially going to have to go down that road already with Zach. So I don't want to do that with two of the players no. either. So it is, it is a, a, a difficult situation. No,
4: no. And the Zach thing is going to be very interesting to watch unfold here. Yeah. Um, because here, here's the thing, too. Zach is clearly, and I can't blame him, completely going to be, be mad at the team is Zach still on the team? And I'm sure their goal is that he won't be, but um, if Zach is still on the team at the time of the expansion draft, you know, I'm sure that they've gone to Zach and probably Ryan Suter as well. Right. And asked the magic question, would you waive your uh, protect, you know, cause you, you've got a full no move right. clause. So, because they're clearly not going to be grabbed by the Kraken. But my guess is Zach would say, no, I won't. So, you're going to have to find a way, and I think the I think the expansion draft is late July. You're going to have to get rid of Zach by before then. Yeah. And I Absolutely. don't know what that is. I don't know. I just don't know if it's a trade. I'm telling you, worst case, but I, I could see it is a buyout because he ain't coming back here. There's no way to make this work anymore.
2: Ugh. Yeah, it's a tough one. I'm with uh, Let's uh, we'll keep it rolling here on Wild Vent Line. Thanks for everyone hanging out with us. If you are discovering us for the first time, hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel. We'll still be bringing you wild previews and wild vent lines uh, throughout the course of the series. We're hoping it's still uh, like playoff run. And it's gonna be our backs against the wall the rest of the way. But we also have content on the on the Timberwolves, the Twins, the Vikings. Our Purple Daily podcast you can subscribe to as well on YouTube. Let's uh, let's roll with Michael. Michael, you're on Wild Vent Line. What's up, brother?
6: Hey guys. Uh, my first thing, Eric Senek. Awesome. Is the MVP of this team for this series. He has carried them.
4: Yeah, he's played well. He's mm-hmm. played well. He's played hard. He's gotten chances. There's, there's been a very small group who in all four games looks like they've been engaged. Um, and Eck is definitely one. What had two goals taken away now in the past two games? You know, I think Fiala's done a damn good job of applying himself as well. I mean, there's just been a lot of guys these last two games who have sort of been like, well, it's getting tough now. I guess I'm sort of out. And Erickson Eck could not be accused of that at all.
6: Had a couple great hits tonight, too. All right, a couple yes. more things. I, you've heard this a thousand times, but it's it's time for Boldy. I'll keep that short and sweet. Mm-hmm. Dumba is terrible. Mm-hmm. And then to the Rao thing. I mean, I was going to go to EP. I moved. He's got a special place in my heart. <laughs> but, my God, I would rather see Marco Rossi's injured self be playing out there than, than Kyle Rao in that situation.
4: How do? You, how did we get there? How did that happen, Michael? How did we get to Kyle Rao tonight? Like, of all the things, if you had said Preezy's going to play, I'd be like, okay, I could see that. Uh, but, like, when I saw Kyle Rao is in and Bukestad is, is being bag-skated, I was like, are you serious? Huh. This is one of the great Dean mysteries that I've seen so far with Dean as coach.
6: I think it had to be political or something like that. He had to have
4: done something.
2: It was just bizarre. It was, man, it really it was super bizarre. Great That's voice. all I got for you guys. Man. Thanks, Michael. dude. Love, love. Yeah, you got a good voice radio too. voice, man. Good you got radio the great, voice. You got yeah. great
4: pipes. You got thank you Love it. Thanks, all man. right talk to you soon
2: awesome yeah he, he's now a celebrity it's deep voice guys I saw in our comments uh, comments there and, so
4: he, and he's young for that deep yeah. voice like it's he's true. A young guy to it's have true. that good deep voice yeah.
2: him coming man let's do it all right we'll go from one Michael to another Michael Michael what's going on man you're on wild vent line how's it going guys good man good. how are you bud uh, I got a lot
7: of stuff but go ahead uh, <laughs> um, first off like previous Michael said, I did not understand Rao over said at all. I thought that was like the minute I saw you guys had tweeted out on score North. I was like, why? Like it, it just, it had no sense. Like I understand like you want Rao to be, you know, part of the future, but it just, it made no sense in the current moment because out of all people said wasn't a problem from prior games right like he wasn't someone who was you could pinpoint and be like oh he just hasn't played well um one thing i would say you know obviously a lot of people have touched on rask but my gosh like how is this guy even part of you know i wrote down he should be banned from the nhl just because (laughs) because it's it's just terrible like and the fact that he's on our power play is just it's atrocious um You know, obviously, you know, Dumba, another one that, you know, I'm, I'm excited for him to be gone just because, like you mentioned, um, and, and normally, like from me, Judd, you make a lot of points, especially for the Vikings or the Twins. And I'm like, I don't know if I can, I can agree with Judd on that. But from a Dumba and some of these NH and, and some of the wild points you make, I'm like, Judd's spot on. Like Dumba, Dumbo was horrible tonight. Like the fact that like the guy literally skated around him and then he just shot it and it, and, and it went in and, and, you know, some of I was with watching the game with some friends and one of them mentioned like, well, it's like quantity over quality. Cause we had more shots, but their, their shots were just better shots and it was more, and you know, cause I think the one thing that sometimes people look at from a box score standpoint is like, oh, your goalie didn't play play really well. But Talbot didn't play, like, terrible. Like, he wasn't great. Like, he, right. he wasn't like a standout or anything, but um, like Fleury was. But, um, you know, there wasn't a, a soft goal that you could point to that, you know, he just gave up. Um, the other thing I would say, and you guys can kind of talk about this, but – the power play has been just—it's been almost non-existent. Mm-hmm. Um, and and for uh, in the NHL, like you can't have a non-existent power play in the playoffs. Like that's where you have to, you know. Obviously, in the regular season, there might be times where you know you have a bad game or whatnot. But in the playoffs, you cannot have a non-existent power play like that. That can't like, and it's not like tonight's one you know, one game, but it's been non-existent all four games. Like, yes. I, don't, I don't think we've, have we scored yet? Yes. Nope. Right. That, that can't be the case. And, you know, and then on the other end, you know, I said, I was saying to the, my friends who are, who I was watching with, we look so unorganized on the power play. And at that moment was the turnover and they took it down and he scored on our power play. That's, that can't happen. Like, I don't care who you are. That just can never happen. Um, one thing I would say is um, we have to now, since we're down 3-1, and, and I'm not someone who normally says this, we have to just, like, bring guys up. Like, bring them up. Let them have the experience of playing in the, the NHL playoffs because, um, you know, from a three-one standpoint, yeah, we came back from it in the in the past, but are we probably going to do that? You know, I give us like a two percent chance, maybe. Um, you know, bring guys up, let them let them experience the playoffs. The guys that you want to build the team around, um, like Boldy, for example, um, maybe bring Rao up, but also keep Buke set up there because those are the guys who are going to be around for you know the next five ten years. Um, and the last thing I'll say, and I've said this for so many years, Heath Jones is the worst announcer <laughs> I've literally ever listened to. He, it's almost like he hates the Wild. Like, and I was I was this close to tweeting it out just because of it's like every time you hear him talk, it's almost like even if we are so good, he wants to bash us in some way. <laughs>
4: It's, 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 you know pretty what? Pretty he's probably just old school though. I, I, he, he's old school hockey guy. Yeah. I bet he bashes every team like that. Cause those, but, those old school guys love to do he's that.
7: Old and I, he was like, and maybe that's part of like, you know, our, our forecheck was again, non-existent in a sense, like, you know, and, you know, fingers crossed, maybe we're better on the road. I don't know. Like we our our two road games were better than our two home games. And normally that's not the case in especially in the NHL, and um, I don't know. I just for, like I've I've never seen an announcer outside of Joe Buck or not Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, who is so against another team, like he, whereas he's so for the Dallas Cowboys. It's it's, it, it, it's just so ridiculous to me. Like I was. I, I had to turn him off. Like, I had to mute him. It was that bad. Like, I, I just couldn't – I could not imagine how Minnesota fans continue to listen to him just because of how bad he is. Anyways. Thanks, man. Michael, great Appreciate stuff, it, dude. Michael.
4: Appreciate it, Michael. You take it. care. Thank Good you.
2: Ben. Good, yep. Ben. Bo- A couple of- – Boldy.
4: Boldy needs to play, but beyond that, I don't think that they're – Will be changes and rouse Ra- more of rouse the- a fringe guy. Rau's not a part of the future here. Like he's just he's going to be up and down. Um, he provides organizational depth. He's got some speed, but I do agree with Michael in that Matthew Bold he needs to get in. And I don't know, I don't really care if it's for Parisi or Bukestead on Monday. But he needs to be playing. I mean, that, that experience, any experience that you can get him is going, is going to be
2: valuable. Well, it's funny you bring that up because a friend of the show, Michael Russo, just tweeted out this quote about uh, Matthew Boldy and said, Everson, on why no Boldy? And he said, I'm not going to get into our decisions. Those are our decisions that we do internally. We discuss everything. We made the decision with the lineup we had tonight. As on Rao, we thought he had a good game. We barely played him. He didn't. He's a non-factor, dude. He didn't play that much, so he's a non-factor.
4: But I mean, that's that's fine, and that and that's team speak, but it's not the truth. Right. So um, I would like to know what their look. If there's a good reason why Boldy isn't playing or didn't play, I'd like to hear it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if you're just going to say, "Well, you know, we just didn't feel that was right,"
2: give me a break. Right. Uh, Let's keep rolling here. We'll bring on uh, another buddy of the show. We'll bring on uh, Derek in Arizona. Derek, what's up, man? How you doing?
8: Man, you even know exactly where I am by, at this point.
4: Yeah, you're, you're back in your garage. It. We can tell. Well, this man,
8: my man cave. I mean, what, what can I, I do? I
4: mean, oh, beautiful, it. love it. Yeah,
8: yeah. Hey, uh, so not as many uh, surleys as it was the uh, the other night. Uh, a little little earlier start time here. Um, but before I start, Declan, I love the routine baseball shirt. That's a oh, super, thanks, man. Yeah, I'm I'm fully entrenched in the baseball game with my own boy. Nice, and man. like, I mean, I love it, dude. I love that brand. Um, I'm going to bring this a little bit back to a Phoenix perspective here. I'm going to try to tie this in in a weird way, and Judd will like it because I'm going to try to tie this into a guy that plays in Phoenix that Judd's infatuated with. Um, but before I do this, I saw some parameters here between Colome and Dumba tonight. The same day, like i mean i mean i was watching me like just completely wet the bed and then honestly like i switched the wild game and it was almost the same type of thing so i mean i guess they can commiserate a little bit Mm -hmm. and uh absolutely terrible but before i forget the deep voice guy that dude needs a like he needs to like uh he needs to interview with Brazzers. i think he does so (laughs) i think he'd be a great like commentator (laughs) So I'll I'll let you explain this to Judd Declan <laughs> off camera or whatever. Um, and then lastly, here's what I'm gonna say right now. Okay. So tonight's game, Dumba's game, and everybody's been piling on, and I'm not I mean, I guess I'm gonna do the same because he was absolutely terrible.
9: Mm-hmm.
8: And that's why I got a hold of you guys. I gotta say this. But if you remember Kyler Murray, Judd, you love Kyler Murray. You think he's like Yeah, I think you he know. Yeah, very good. Yeah. slice red. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Um, so, if you remember the last game they played of the season against the Rams, that was Dumba's game tonight on the ice. He came out strong, and then he just wilted. He, like, went away and, like, tucked his tail between his legs and everything. And, and like, and then he tried to come back strong at the very end and try to show that he had something left. Same thing. And it was absolutely terrible. Um, th- the, the tuck breakaway was absolutely awful. I can't say the word I really mean to say, but like I, I tweeted it out, but um, he beat out B Be apostrophe D. He beat out on that. It was absolutely horrible. Um, he gave up and like, I'm done. I like, I was always a fan of his. I, I, I saw the potential, but like I saw that and I didn't even say anything I'm sitting here watching the game with my girlfriend and she looked at me and she goes, are you mad? I go, Nope, I'm just done. I'm seen. you done. I mean, it was, that.
4: I was Love like, it. it's just done. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. That was a key. That was a key moment. And he literally had the guy just skate right by him.
8: Yeah. He gave no effort. He gave like this little, like, it was like a, it was like a one eighth of a poke check. It was nothing. It was, he got, he got all cowered down and it was like, Ooh. I mean, it, it, was, it was absolutely pathetic. And he put that on tape for everybody to see everybody in the whole world. I mean, even in, I mean, countries other than America, it was terrible, absolutely terrible. And the worst part about it is I kept thinking, like, in the years past, how many things we could have got for this guy. Now he's just going to go in the expansion draft, and we're going to get nothing for him. We have many chances to get rid of this guy. I mean, give me Kalen Addison. I mean, what I saw to Kalen Addison this year, give me that for a full year. What I yep. saw tonight was absolutely pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. The
4: good the good thing is this series is potentially telling you very important things about certain people that you need to know for next year. Um and it, because there's there's just been some in my opinion there's been some guys exposed to a certain degree that you feel much different about them now than you did at the end of the season and right. those, and I mean playoff hockey's a different animal completely, right? It is a completely different speed, time, and space is, e- evaporates. It's gone. Um, it takes a mentality. It, it takes skill and mentality. And if you don't have those things, you, you're probably never going to. Now, Kaprizov, I get it. It's his first taste, and, he, and he'll improve. I'm confident in that. But um, that's, that's, again, why I keep saying I'm impressed by Dex's guy, Fiala. Like, look at what he's trying to do. Like that takes that's hard. What he's trying be to ball. do, he did. He ball tonight, be and ball and, tonight. and he didn't be apostrophe d out. Um, that's important. That's important. So I do think that we are learning some very important lessons more about some veteran guys that are going to that. Bill Guerin, who knows what it takes to win a cup, can go to school off of as he begins to make moves. Well,
8: and and lastly, like I like Everson uh, as a coach. I really do. Um, but he needs to stop channeling his inner Brad Childress. I mean, I mean, honestly, that's what I saw. I mean, it was, I mean, this this was absolutely terrible, man. I I mean, I'm 41 years old. I'm a Minnesota kid through and throughout. I I suffer here in Phoenix and, and I, I just, I just want something. I commiserate with you guys up in the twin cities. I mean, come on. I mean, just, I mean, please, this, this is I, I don't expect this tonight. I was watching this game with my best friend, who's a Bruins fan, and they're playing a hapless Capitals team that looks like they're ready to go play 18 with Declan and shoot 122. So it's so like I did the day, yeah. So I know exactly. Day. So like, I, well, dude, I do I do a 140, and I live in Phoenix, which is golf paradise. So hey, you're <laughs> better than me. So like, but what I'm saying is, like, come on, man. I just I thought his coaching in this game and probably since game one has been subpar, but like. I want to give him another chance, but this is, Oh dude. Oh, I, I really wish I knew. And Judd, maybe you can get into this a little bit. I mean, is the Rao decision, is that an Evison decision? Is it a Garen decision? Like, it's just really suspect. I know you've been talking about it a lot, but like, I mean, I, I found redundant based on some of the other like callers coming in, but like, man, that was a suspect decision when I saw that either. Like, I know you You just had a caller before. I saw it on Twitter, and I was like, seriously? We're going round, not Boldy? We're going... <sighs> Ugh,
2: I know. Terrible. Thanks, Der- man. Derek, great, great stuff. stuff, man. Appreciate great you. See you, Derek.
4: Be good. Thanks to you soon. On. Yeah. I, I mean... I don't know, but... I don't the, know. But the decision... Well, I, I think what it was was Parisi got mm-hmm. in. Johansson was out. And, and because of that, Zach obviously has inferior speed. So, Dex, I think their decision was based on that they were going to scratch Bukestad and put Rao in to get more speed with Rao that would replace Johansson. And originally, in if you look at the lineups for tonight that they went with initially, Rao was taking jo- uh, Johansson's spot on that third line. Parisi was fourth line. So I think that was a decision based on speed. But number one, I would have kept Bukestad above Rao. And then the Boldy conversation is a different one to me, and that is what don't they like or feel comfortable enough about playing him? And no. I don't know. I don't know but, but do I think it's all Dean? No, I don't. Right. Will they say it is? Absolutely. Because it's always the coach. The coach makes all of the um, I think Bill Guerin has a large say in how this team o- operates. And for the most part, I think that's a good thing. I just don't understand wow Ra- out row in and if it was going to be Bukestad out, why it wouldn't be bold in. Don't get it. Yeah.
2: Let's uh let's roll through uh some last callers here. We got We've got a few guys still left in the room. Let's uh, let's pop up Ezekiel. Ezekiel, what's up, man? You're on Bentline.
6: Hello, sir. Can you hear me?
2: Yes, Lo- sir. We got I you. Love the hat. Yeah, love the
6: Thank hat. you. I was pumped up about this jersey, but no go. <laughs> I saw your guys' tweet this morning, and uh, my brother had actually texted me before I texted him with a puking emoji. So. Yeah. Yep, and then uh, my mom used to go to North Stars games with my grandpa all the time back in the day. So, uh, she she just texted me, "Where's where's the fight with this team?" Uh, I'm I'm baffled because all season we saw a different culture change with these guys, and uh, and now you got you got Frozen Bus Parisi out skating like he's not caring, and and Dumba. As much as I stick up for my bro Dumba, just man, that was an ugly night for him. Yep. And uh, Rao, that uh, did we just want a more Minnesota flavor in the lineup tonight? I mean, good
4: state, gosh. State tournament hero. That's what we doing. Uh, yeah, after the, yeah Mr. Hockey. Fi- Mr. Final Hockey. Final I get it. I get it. Go to have that Eden Prairie feel. <laughs> Eden Prairie Wild.
6: But wow, just. I don't know, man. And then hey, it was, uh, I I completely agree with what Ryan Hartman said after the third game. Like, you, you can't blame the refs for you guys taking a complete dump on the ice for 20 minutes. <laughs> uh, but it's just a, li- just a tiny bit dis- debilitating when uh, Eric Seneck works his tail off as much as he does just, just for the refs to be like, no, nah, it'll be fine. <laughs>
4: yeah, I know. Listen, everything you just said is absolutely correct. And I guess my biggest question remains, what happened after the first period on Thursday night? That's a, like, that's like a I, question, man. Like, <laughs> like, like, here's the thing. I understand that the Vegas Golden Knights are a better team. Even oh, without yeah. Patch I understand that completely, okay? But then how do you explain basically the first two games and period one Thursday where the wild was competitive. Like that's what I expected. Upsets are born on, Oh, you're competitive and you've got a chance. Right? So I'm not, I was not ever saying, Oh, the golden Knights aren't as good, but for the last now five periods of play to me, they've completely burned our barn. (laughs) Yeah. I don't
6: expect that. That's, that's a mystery to me. So that's, it's just a tiny bit. Tiny bit baffling. Um, Burned our barn down is well put. Yeah, I, I can't get insurance money off of that place. No, <laughs> that's, no, for no, sure. that's for damn sure. Thanks Ezekiel. Ezekiel.
2: Thanks man. Great no stuff, problem. Buddy. Have a great night, you guys. Appreciate you too. Take man. care. Great. Appreciate hat. you too. Yeah. It's, uh they he's, are burning that barn down.
4: But he's right. But I mean, that's that's the one thing I don't get. I, I understand that the Golden Knights are the better team, and I'm not going to be surprised if and when they win the series. I will always wonder where did the last two periods of Game One go? Where yeah. did the entire Game Two go? And I know that you blew a lead, and that's the thing is, like Game Two to me was how the series should have gone the entire time. Yeah, Vegas might win games, but they were all close. They were all a lot of fun. Uh, or the, that game was fun, um, and you. But you never felt, oh my God, the Wild's been overwhelmed. The last five periods, they've been overwhelmed. Right. They've been over. They had 35 shots tonight. A decisive advantage in shots on goal, Declan. Mm-hmm. And and somehow it feels like they barely showed
2: up. Nine unanswered goals is uh, Chris Cook. I don't think it's the former Vikings player, but uh, Chris <laughs> no, Cook puts no, right here. But thank you, Chris. Nine yes. unanswered goals yeah, by, five the and Vegas, then, yeah. by the Vegas Golden Knights. Let's keep rolling here. Let's bring on uh, Kyle. Kyle, what's up, dude? Hey, you Kyle. are on Wild Bentley. You got us.
10: Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing good, and that game was embarrassing to watch. Like, I don't want to be a downer, but that was just terrible.
4: Oh, that's okay. Go ahead. Be a downer at this point because the entire team was tonight, so. Yeah. Like, I'm not that type of person, but, like,
10: I'm surprised Evanston didn't put Fiala and Caprice off on the same line throughout
3: that period.
4: I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, and we okay. talked about this, and they did it a little bit on Thursday, and they might have skated a shift or two together tonight as well. But yeah, I am surprised. Now, is that ideal? Absolutely not, because all of your scoring's on one line. But at least all of your scoring's on one line. It gives you the chance. That's what I'm saying. Is I feel like these two games, they're, they're, there's a lot of fault to go around. Uh, but I do feel like Dean isn't making necessary adjustments, coaching adjustments.
10: And this is just my question. Do you think Fiala and CapriSoff will be in the same line for the next game?
2: Honestly, I, I, I think so, Kyle. I, I I it's do or die. You absolutely have to, man. I think I think they are yeah, together.
10: It's like to me it's like total desperation at this point.
2: Yeah, yeah, totally. Kyle, thanks for coming on Ventline dude, appreciate it.
4: Thanks. Off.
2: Yeah, it's uh yeah, you have to, one hundred percent. Like you have to go Caprice Fiala. Oh. You have to put all your eggs in your basket. Like, And I hate to be the cliche of, well, I guess we'll just do one game at a time. But th- that is where we're at right now. We're at, we're at the one game at a time with your season now on the brink. So put them all together. See what you have to do. Your season could end on Monday night. So you have to absolutely figure this out. So I, p- I put them out there, man. You have to.
4: I do, too. I don't have a lot of confidence they're going to. Right. I just don't. And and look, the thing, too, is at one point when they skated, them all, or when they skated those two together on Thursday night, Declan, Mm-hmm. Victor Rask centered them. Yeah, I, not, I I mean it's going to I mean I don't love him at center but it's going to have to be Hartman, not Victor Rask. Victor Rask can't keep up with those two. He he can barely keep up with Zach. Um that one I agree with what you're saying and we've talked about it extensively. I no longer have any faith that it's going to happen. It it's almost like they they somehow think that if oh my god, if we play these two guys together, where's our secondary scoring? But uh, you know, you've scored what now? You scored Four goals in four games. Is that correct?
2: Yes, four goals. So get scoring games. from anywhere. Yeah, seriously. Just
4: Try and get some scoring. I mean, you're at this point. At this point, the most important thing to me beyond so because I think you're cooked. So beyond trying to win the series, the thing I would like is to get Boldy a game of playoff experience. It's Definitely. not a lot. I get it, but at least it's productive. Like that's my question. What's productive at this point? Mm-hmm. Boldy playing in a playoff game would be productive. Um, Fiala and Kaprizov playing together from the start on a line mm. is probably two games too late.
2: Yep. Let's uh, we'll keep going here. We have a few more left on wild bet line. Thank you everyone for hanging out with us here for an hour. Appreciate you guys. Judd's at the rink. Uh, I'm here at my apartment, executive producing, finishing off at the I think I got to get a refill here uh, as we wrap up. Cause I'll still have some stuff to do and I'll have to get after it. I I spent, I spent, well, I spent my, sa- spent my Saturday night watching that. So, um, so I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to get after it. I'll have to do that again. But as I was texting you last night, Judd all guy quickly. I retired early last night. I was home by 9 o'clock yeah, on a been. Friday night. I wouldn't have been at your age. 20, 28-year-old Judd Zolgad would have uh, still been hanging out. But oh, not I would have been going out. Going yeah. out. Let's. Just uh, right then. We'll keep it going. Let's go to Jacob. Jacob, you're on Wild Vent Line. What's up, man? How you doing?
9: I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Good,
2: good buddy.
4: Good. After tonight's game, right, as good so, as can be expected. Oh, uh, my main thing is...
9: Yeah, after watching Ericsson Eck, he's slowly becoming probably my favorite player on the team. Um I was a big Grandlin guy, and when he left, it was kinda tough, and I kinda started riding Eck. I've always liked him. Uh-huh. And he's just kind of feeling this team right now and that, that line just working together so well and I love it. And like you guys have said before, and you said it tonight, like Fiallo is working his butt off and he's got no one in the middle. And so you guys have said this, they gotta find someone eventually, and I'm hoping they could figure that out this offseason. I'm assuming Bill Gary and will. I their their lines are very promising, and I love the way that the team's moving. And I'm just kind of looking forward to the future coming into the series of like there's a potential that they can knock them off, but it's kind of like it was going to be tough. But I was mm-hmm. expecting it, and at this point, it's it's three one. Not expecting much else, so it's just kind of interesting to see that how this team's going to come into next season and how they're going to fight going in.
4: Yes, and and the one positive about these last two games, if there is something that you could take away as a positive, as I said before, Jacob, is I do think that it has exposed certain things that have to be changed. Like like it's exposing players, it's exposed. You now have a pretty good read if you're Bill Guerin um, on a lot of things, I think, as far as player evaluation potentially goes. And, I, I mean, when the series began, there were some givens about this team, right? center they need at least two so like so like there there were some things that you knew had to be improved um when the playoffs began but I think this has given you especially these last uh, two performances they've given Garen probably a really good idea of what that next step is going to be and and I think there are some guys who are going to be gone based on if you can't play now you just can't play like like The season is the season and I get that. Yeah. Uh, But there's been some real disappointment for me in the uh, last six periods of hockey. Yeah, it's been
9: tough, but with the way the caps kind of looking with that pre contract, it's going to be tough to kind of bring in that number one that they're going to want. Right. So I don't, I don't know like what they're really looking for, but I'm just, it'll be an interesting off season. They do have those two number ones, see what they can do with them. So it's overall, I, I like the way it's going. The, the old process with Grandlin, Coyle, and all those guys, you guys have said this. They tried it, didn't work out, and now we're on to phase two with this stuff. And mm-hmm. it, it's looking promising. It's just, when they scored that, when the Wild scored their goal and it got waved off, like I told my dad, it's Minnesota sports. I don't expect anything <laughs> else. It's just, as soon as I said they're reviewing it, I'm like, it's Minnesota sports. It's going to get waved off, and we're going to go right back into,
2: yeah, it was, it's right. Just- it was brutal, man. Yep. It was brutal. Jacob, thanks for coming on Wild Bentland, cool. man. Thank you. Yeah, Jacob. Thank you. Yeah, Jake brings a good point too. It's gonna. It's it's not as easy as it is. Oh, just go get the center. Well, number one, those are hard to find, right? Like Judd, it's just like finding oh, yeah. ace starting pitchers in baseball. Yeah. Um, it, it, you know, it's finding quarterbacks in football. You know, it's the same thing. It, they don't they don't just hit free agency. They don't just hit it. Mm-hmm. And with the Wild's cap issues and and the problem that there's a those misconception is well, the Wild have like twenty million in cap space, but they also have RFA deals with what Fiala. Uh, Eck, you're probably gonna have to start the talks with Kaprizov, so that already takes up a good you're chunk of it. And,
4: you're gonna try and sign him. Yeah, you have to eight, at this Eight, point. eight years, you, yeah. you'll try. Yeah, no, I, they're not in great shape, but but where they are in decent shape it is one. Rossi's gonna be here at the start of next season. Hopefully, he's on the roster and hopefully he can he can start to contribute. I'm not saying he steps in as. top line guy but he can at least be let's say third line okay the other thing is you are literally right now beyond Eck. you are dealing with victor rask who can't really skate Mm -hmm. playing center ryan hartman god bless him is really a wing and and he started the year at wing and i believe for the most part with the wild until this season when they became desperate for a center ryan hartman was playing wing okay so yep. ideally like he's a fourth line wing or he goes back to or I'm, I'm sorry a fourth line center or he goes back to possibly like a third line wing. So I don't think you're going to get your Jonathan Taze for 2021-22. I do think though that you at least have the ability if you can make a trade or do something to get a guy. I, I'm literally saying, can you get a guy better than Victor Rask? Yeah. I'm that's literally what I'm saying. Yeah. Like that's not that big of an ask cuz you're Please. right. Because you're right, you're not going to go get the ace guy yet, I don't think. But I'm just asking, can you have a a guy at center who's not Victor Rask? I don't think that's too much for anybody to ask. And I got to think Bill Guerin is shooting for exactly that.
2: A Couple more guests here on Wild Vent Line as we wrap up the Minnesota Wild fall today to the Golden Knights, three nothing. With three nothing in the final. Four nothing. With Four nothing. Empty, empty net goal. Empty I goal. was ready, starting set it up, and I was pouring my tequila before I saw the empty net goal, that's, so I, I missed it. No problem. I missed it. So, yeah, a couple more guests here on Wild Vent Line. It's been a great show. If you haven't, hit that subscribe button. Also, follow us on Instagram, at Score North. We post on Instagram as well. We do live shows like this sometimes as well. Follow us on Instagram if you have not done so already. Uh, let's go to Nathan. Nathan, you're on Wild Vent Line. Dude, how are you doing? What's going on?
10: Hey guys. just for all in here. Um, a real macro question here, looking forward ahead. I mean, we've gone through basically two entire young cores coming up through the system with, you know, Niederreiter and Zucker in the first one, and then Greenway and Cunningham and Fiala in the second one. Um, you know, what – is there any hope that this third young core that's coming up with Addison and and Boldy, is that going to be any different? I mean, we've seen five-game series loss to the Blues, 2018 five-game series loss to the Jets, and now – after this big rebuild, we're basically saying what yeah. what what needs to take that. Is basically what yeah.
4: I'm asking. Thanks, Nathan, friend. good
2: call, man. Your connection breaking up bit. there a little bit there, but but Jody, you go ahead and answer that. Go
4: um, so I, I think the combination of the young core that that they have that's here right now, Declan, when you combine it with the guys who are going to come up, Boldy, Addison, that young core, mm-hmm. I think it has a very good shot to be good. And and again. It's been a disappointing playoff, but I'll go back to everything changes when you have a potential superstar to build around. And Kaprizov showed us certainly a lot of flashes during the course of the season that he can be that guy. The Wild has never had that guy before. Like the Coyle-Nino bunch, they didn't have that guy. Gramland showed flashes occasionally, and I thought very rarely of being a star-type player. Right. Um, but I will take Fiala over Granlund, and I will certainly take Kaprizov, over anybody from Mm -hmm. um, any previous group on this team. So, yes, I do think that there's hope. I also think, and and this goes, I'm saying this without, because of COVID, having been in the locker room all season, I have a very different feeling for the most part, although the last two games are disappointing, about this team decks and about how they operate and about, like, the guys who are in charge. So all of that being said, to answer Nathan's question, I'm not sure how you feel. But I feel far more confident and emboldened about where that, where this group could go, compared to that group, which, by the way, is a very interesting storyline. Because if you look, that group split up, has is basically all in the playoffs right now and yeah. doing pretty damn well. Yeah. Charlie Coyle scored a nice goal last night against the Capitals, Shocking. and they're up three to one, I believe. The Bruins are. Yep. The Caps look like a mess. N- Nino's playing for Carolina, which leads their series. Um, Zucker has been a pretty big contributor on the second line for Pittsburgh. If you go through that, Granlin, Cunning, that group plan for the Preds, but that group as a whole here was to me, had just turned toxic, didn't work. So, so I feel pretty good about this group, starting with the fact that I am confident Kaprizov is going to learn from these playoffs. And I do think Kaprizov still is on track to be a great player.
2: Yeah. uh, um, I know it's a sour taste, just because it, it's happened before. You've been bouncing five games, but yeah, this group's different to me. The mentality is different, and also the situations are really different. When they signed Parisi and Suter, it was expected the Wild would be in the playoffs. Um, when, when this season started, the Wild were flirting with playoff aspirations, but no one thought they would have a stranglehold on the third spot. No one thought they would be, what, the second or third team in the NHL to clinch a, clinch a playoff spot. Um, Kaprizov's a superstar. Your goaltending's figured out. Your goaltending wasn't figured out. Uh, when Prizzi and Suda were here, so no, it, it's it's different. Sour taste, sour grapes. I get that, but at the same time, I I do think it's it is a lot different. Let's uh let's let's wrap here on Ventline. We'll, we'll we'll wrap with Charlie here. We'll close this things out. Charlie, what's going hey, on, guys. man? You're on Wild Vent line. How you doing?
10: Hey guys, first off, big fan of the show. Just want to say that. Thank, you. that. Thank you. And first off, I didn't get a chance to watch the game just because like I had to work, but I came home, turned that on, I was like. I can't watch this. I turned it off just because, like, it was completely lifeless. And I did not expect that. Like, I don't get me wrong, I was impressed with them this season. Like, I seriously was just because they looked completely different from years previous. Because that it just was mind boggling that they finally are starting to get their stuff together. But it's just like, eh, uh, I just wish it would have been more competitive this time around. You know, it's just something you can't deny. And, Another thing I kind of wanted to mention is, like, I know you guys talked about earlier, like, center. Centers. Like, I was looking at, like, the centers for this free agency. Like, there's no one really – no one really stands out. Like, the only two – there are only two ones that really stand out, and that's Newton Hopkins, which I doubt we get him because he's most likely getting a big contract from Edmonton. And the other is Bukestad. So, it's just – it's other than that, it's, like, Getzloff. It's, like, Bozak. It's, like – a bunch of other like guys in their mid mid to yeah. late thirties. So it's yeah. just like I don't know where
4: I don't know know what we do from here. But yeah. it's going to have to come in a trade, and and I don't and again I don't think it's going to be a star. Like I don't don't hold your breath for um like a top line clear cut yeah. n- number one guy. But Eck is very good. If mm. Rossi can step in, let's say he can anchor to start. The 2021 22 season, the third line to start with. Okay. So, like, he's just mm-hmm. getting experience third line, can make plays. Um, but the pressure is not there because, because he, you know, he, he's not on the top line. What you need is a top line guy who is solid. And, and again, all we're talking about is subtraction of a guy like Rask. You can't have yeah. Victor Rask playing. And if, if Hartman, who's a contributor, is like the fourth line, Center or again, let's say he's a wing on the third line. I like him there. I think he's good, um, yeah. but we're literally talking about a game of musical chairs to get some guys out of there. Um, so I don't think they're at the point yet where your socks are going to be blown off by oh my god they got this guy. Yeah. I do think it's not a lot to ask to to replace Rask. And on your first point, so where I'm with you is if the Wild had come out and been flat the entire series and just not good. I'd be like that's really disappointing, but they spent the entire series like that. I think what got our hopes up rightfully so, games 1 and 2 and the third or in the first period of game 3, right? Mm-hmm. Like right. like like what you're saying you found and you're 1000% right when you turned on your TV tonight, that's the disappointment because in games in game 1 they got off to a bad start but they came back and played really well. Yeah. Game 2 I thought was great hockey. I loved it. And the first period of game 3 they were damn near dominant. And yeah. now you're watching this and you're like, it's just totally gone. So I, I think your yeah. disappointment's justified in that sense. Yeah.
10: I mean, like, at least, like, you know, this is – at least this isn't, like, a point where, like, I'm on my way to the XL Energy Center and you're like, you are a factory of sadness outside it. I think this <laughs> is just, like, more content than anything. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. But, yeah. Anyway, Thanks. I appreciate you having me on, guys. Seriously. Thanks, Charlie. Great
2: yeah. stuff. We – Great call, Appreciate man! You joining. Thank you for joining. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I would I would love to find this. Out. First off, can you imagine uh, my sanity if you have a Viola being centered by Rnh? Can you imagine? what well, I, I might buy season tickets. Oh, I've never I never even thought about doing that before. I have the luxury and, and the privilege of oh, being able be to sitting, attend games for free in the press box. But I, I might have to buy. I might have to be a card card holding. You'd be sitting
4: by where I am right now because I am in the rafters. Yeah. I, would, I am I, up in the rafters of the two hundreds, the nosebleeds uh, right now.
2: I'd have my R and H jersey. I'd be ready to go. Oh my god, I I, I would be juiced if that happened.
4: And I, I think the question with him is one. I think the Oilers will pay him, but my I guess, I my so. but my question with him is this because it it's I believe he's played wing a lot in Edmonton. Does he want to play center or does he not mind playing the wing mm-hmm. um, because they they've got flexibility there, but. Um, yeah, no,
2: you'd be intolerable. Yeah, I, I think that's. The I'd right be intolerable. I, I, well, I kind of already am. So, can you imagine well, what you will are? Happen? You are right.
4: kind of. But I'm just saying because you get, and I think you like Fiala a lot. I think if they sign R and H, you'd probably buy a jersey.
2: And we have the I have the Mackie and Judd rule. I, I believe R and H actually. You know what? You might be able to break it. I don't know if R and H is actually younger than me. Hold on, let me Google this quick. So we you guys have the, are probably around the same the, age. Mackey and Judd, he. Oh dang it! I am four months older. You can't I mean, do he, it then. Yeah, can't I can't do it. it. He's you four months younger than me. Uh, we don't do. We don't buy jerseys of people of the same yeah, age never. or younger. It's the Mackey nope. and Judge Staple, and I adopted it. I agree with it. I completely understand it. So no, I can't. Hey, Maybe it-
4: I got one last question for you. Mm-hmm. Was there some type? And there, there might be. Mm-hmm. Was there some type of rule against the Wild? And I don't think I don't know if I've seen a team in the playoffs, and I've watched a bunch of games do this, wear their reverse retro jerseys. Yeah, I, I really would have liked to have seen those.
2: Do it, yeah. I would have it game six threads. if you come back. Those are so good. Bring them
4: but, back. But I don't know if there's a rule that you you can only sure. wear them a certain amount of times and can't wear them in the playoffs. But I really would have liked to have seen. And I mean, people have bought those. I, I've seen a lot of those now because mm-hmm. it's easily the best sweater they've ever done. Like yeah. it's not, it's not particularly not close. close. It's not close. So yeah. So if you can wear those, dress Matthew Boldy. And put him in a reverse retro oh to the North Stars jersey, it. and then you might buy another jersey. All right, um,
2: final thoughts from you? Uh, do or die, do or die. You got you get you. have done it before for three one. I don't like your chances, but if you if you put in Boldy That's and two thousand three, dude, and you put Caril with Fiala, you could
4: grab guys back then and. You could grab guys back in in the, those days, and neutral's on track and
2: goalies interference wasn't called or reviewed upon either. It wasn't, yeah, a, true. wasn't that's true? That's true as well. No, but uh, but if you put career with Fiala and you play Boldy, let's play one game at a time here, and I am all in. At least I want to see what that is. At least you know that. So do I. I am with yeah. you. I am with
4: you. All right, we're done. Judd's hockey show. We will be back um, Monday probably. Then Monday to, to preview that, that yeah. game. That that pod will be posted probably afternoon. Correct. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Because that's a 9.30 start, 930 i, I do not if I, can be
2: in, I don't know if I can be dipping into Q on a Monday night at midnight. You should not so, be. Okay. Yep.
4: And we will be doing a uh, Judd's Hockey Show slash Wild Vent Line following that game, which actually might wrap up the season, at which point Ooh. we can start to complain about how the Wild played even more and then turn our attention to the um, 2020-122 campaign. All right, Declan. I'm Judd. You're Declan. Say what you say.
2: Pass, shoot, score.
1: The South Dakota Stories, Volume 1. She was a city girl, but always somewhere else in her head. Somewhere where bison roam, rivers flow, and people get their hiking boots dirty. Like, actually dirty. So one day she fled west and discovered this place of beauty, history, and a delicious taste of adventure. But before she knew it, she was driving away with memories to share and the hopes of returning. Because there's so much South Dakota, so little time.